Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to The Train Gods. What is going on, Player Profiler Nation? It's your boy, Jason, The Trade God, going live today with the great, the one and only, the todayer himself, Jack Cavanaugh, best mustache in the game. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. I'm bobbing my head. That music, that intro music, it gets you going before the show. I am pumped. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be considered a god, or at least a trade god. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm flying high right now. I'm living the dream. Good stuff. Good stuff. And uh, I mean, you're on a double header. How often has that happened? It actually it happened last night. I, nice. I was on I was on player profiler today, and immediately after, I was on the writers' roundtable. Typically, that's the only time it does happen. But happy to follow it up with trade gods too. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. You know, glad you're here for the grind. We've got a great episode set up for today. You've got your buy and sell candidates. I'm sure ready. We've got the classic which trades fair, and uh, we've got the comments. We've got our boy Nate here calling us late. And which is true. <laughs> yeah, a minute late. I mean, come on, Nate. We were also, I think, three minutes late to start our show. So uh, <laughs> you can't judge there. A little bit of projection there, perhaps, from the audience. <laughs> but so let's uh, let's do things as usual. Let's go ahead and get into which trades fair. Which trades fair? Going to be and honest, a lot go. of these are not fair. <laughs> hey you're spoiling getting ahead of the getting ahead of the the, the game here <laughs> here's trade one and this is um a 12 team standard scoring two quarterback lead team a has given up or is getting chris alave and gave up the fourth overall pick in this year's draft how does that make you feel there are reasons you could be convinced to do this this is not a terrible trade because in a two-quarterback league, it makes it possible, more palatable, that you could get Bijan potentially falling to four. Probably not, but quarterbacks could go early. Mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson, he's probably going to go before then, but you might get Jameer Gibbs. You might get your choice of quarterback after Anthony Richardson. But at the same time, you don't get your choice of anybody. This is the problem with the 104. If it was the 102, I could get behind it. But the 104, you're just left with the leftovers you're probably missing Bijan. you're probably missing richardson and by the mm. time your draft actually rolls around are you missing levis if he shoots up there are you missing cj stroud it just and who you're left it just doesn't make sense to me no yeah i think um i think best case scenario they're hoping to get jackson smith and jigba here but you know if you waited until after the draft yeah you know 
<laughs> yeah, uh, but you know, if you waited till after the draft, then you probably could have traded Chris Olave for Jackson Smith and Jigba Plus. Yeah, I, that, yeah. Wait, yeah. I would rather have Olave <laughs> than Jackson Smith and Jigba to begin with. So exactly, even if he exactly. is the one hundred four, none of this makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I guess they're like really, really high on maybe whichever quarterback is down it or would fall down. But of course, like you just said, you can't predict it at all. You know, you probably got to wait till draft day. It's not the NFL where you can be like, well, at four, we'll get our choice of quarterback and we can develop them. You don't have any choice or any say in the development of any of these quarterbacks. So you're just getting the leftover. No, yeah. no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah, I think I'm with you there. I think I'm just I'm just holding on to Chris Olave. Unless, of course, we're sitting on draft day. The 104 comes up. I can make that move because the player I want is there. But I'm definitely not taking the gamble month before the draft. <laughs> more than a month <laughs> not you got a long way to go yeah they're uh they're just getting really excited they're getting really excited here so we're both on the same side here on trade one we're both taking chris Olave. maybe things will change on trade two team a is giving up the first overall pick again a 12 team two quarterback league and they are getting dj moore and the second overall pick what does that make I you feel I would need – this is one where I'd like to see what the roster is of the guy trading up to the 101 because mm -hmm. there's a chance you could still get Bijan at the 102, and if you're settling for Bijan, then I love the DJ more in the 102. But if Bijan's gone and you're getting Anthony Richardson, I still love the 102. Mm -hmm. So I think either way, I'm going with the 102 and DJ more. DJ more. He has seen his value in the public eye fall, but he's still a wide receiver one, two on that borderline could get even better now that he's finally going to have a quarterback that's drafted to suit him. Finally get a chance to grow together with someone mm -hmm. and you either get Anthony Richardson or B. John Robinson, a premium asset either way. Yep. So you get a premium asset and a starter versus a premium asset. Yeah, no, I think that's a great way to break it down. Let's let's go a step further. Let's say that the team getting DJ Moore in the second round pick, that is Bijan. So they're giving up the one overall for DJ Moore and Bijan. How does that make you feel? Yeah, yeah give me DJ Moore on the 102. I move back for the, the the Dynasty 101. I'm still I'm still taking Bijan at the 101, even in Superflex. I know Anthony Richardson had the crazy combine, but, mm -hmm. but we don't know the draft capital. I could change my mind once we see the draft capital, but... I'm going to get two full years of Bijan production, elite running back one production mm -hmm. before Anthony Richardson might see a snap. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. So I take it if that is Bijan Robinson for DJ Moore and Anthony Richardson, you're still on the Bijan side. I think I'm, I think I'm still on the one Oh two because it is still a premium dynasty okay. asset plus a starter. Mm -hmm. I've, prefer i understand giving up dj more on the 102 to get Bijan, but i think i go with the 102 and dj more either way just because there's two premium premium assets in this class I, I love jackson smith and jigba but he's not a premium asset mm -hmm. i love jameer gibbs but he's not a premium asset it's just the two it's Bijan and it's anthony richardson yep yeah, I think I'm with you there, especially, you know, this is a two-quarterback league, so it would be nice to get Anthony Richardson. But like you said, Bajan's going to be a lot more locked in. 
you're going to be able to get production out of him probably before Richardson even sees the field. Um, so <laughs> that is, that's definitely great thinking there. I'm curious later what the trade analyzer will think because it is only moving up one spot, and I'm just curious how DJ Moore fills that space. I'm, I'm excited to see what the robot thinks. Shall we move on to trade three? I think we shall. Let's do it. This one, and Maddie, the the other trade god, you know, the the trade god himself selects these trades every week, and he wanted to make sure he got a Lions player in there. Um, <laughs> so so this is what it is. We've got Team A acquiring a Monroe St. Brown and a third round pick in this year's draft. It, it is the sixth um, for Damian Pierce and the number ten in this year. What are your first thoughts? I am trying to sell Damian Pierce everywhere. The only reason Damian Pierce isn't my sell for this show is because I, I don't, don't want to be too obvious here. I mean, everyone's selling Damian Pierce, right? There are, is right. a small collection of buyers that still think he's worth the first round pick, but mm-hmm. no, he is not. He is absolutely not. And so if I can get, I believe Amon Ross St. Brown is still our wide receiver five in dynasty. He's wide receiver six at worst. I have to imagine he mm-hmm. is elite Amon Ross St. Brown is elite he is going to be the wide receiver one even when Jamison Williams steps up we'll talk about that later though but Amon Ross St. Brown you're getting a star and yeah it's going to cost you a first round pick but Damian Pierce versus a third round pick yeah I'd rather have Damian Pierce but by how much this is a good running back class to just replace Damian Pierce with this year's Isaiah Pacheco and see Damian Pierce become this year's Michael Carter, who just doesn't matter. Yeah, now we see it every year um, with running backs that have a pretty decent rookie season. They're replaced, especially ones that didn't command high draft capital by the team. Um, you've got a new regime coming in too. So, yeah, I mean, I'm 100% with you. I love him on Ross St. Brown, elite wide receiver. I think he is six right now in our rankings, but, you know, uh, <laughs> I would argue that he could be higher, to be honest. The big three, and then it's A.J. Brown in a tier by himself, and then it's Garrett Wilson and Amon mm-hmm. Ross St. Brown behind him. Mm-hmm. But you could convince me to take Amon Ross over Garrett Wilson. I probably wouldn't because he's a year younger, but... I think I'd do it. It's at not least that in, far. Yeah, in PPR formats, I'd definitely do it. Well, you know, it, it What happens when Aaron Rodgers lands with the Jets, though? Ooh, that's a great question. <laughs> that's a great question. Um I guess we'll have to cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> but for now, Amon Ross St. Brown, elite, Damian yeah. Pierce, about to get replaced. Get yeah. out on him while you can. It's not my official sell because it's too obvious. Everyone knows you got to sell Damian Pierce before it's too late. Yeah, you definitely do. Is there a rookie that could perhaps fall to the 110 that would make you scratch your head a little bit more? I really don't know because this is not the wide receiver class of mm-hmm. last year which mm-hmm. really pushes everything else up and makes it a worse class in general. Mm-hmm. So at the 110, who are you getting at wide receiver? Is that where Jordan Addison's going to be off the board even? Yeah. Quentin Johnson's going to be off the board. Yeah. Quarterback. Yeah, is, I can't remember <laughs> if this is a uh, two QB or not. It is. The two QB. So mm-hmm. all four quarterbacks are probably gone. Bijan's <laughs> probably gone. Jameer Gibbs is probably gone. JSN, Quinton Johnson, Jordan Addison. So at the 110, you're getting Zach Charbonnet, who I really like. Really like Zach Charbonnet, but mm-hmm. I got a p- premium asset, a wide receiver, <laughs> five six overall. 
for Zach Charbonnet, who might be an RB2. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you 100%. I don't think there's a single rookie that's falling to that 110 that uh, I'm excited about, or perhaps not more excited about than I could get at the beginning of the second. (laughs) Especially because I'd rather have hit, I'd rather have Monroe St. Brown over all of those wide receivers, but those are the top guys in the class, right? Yeah. Yeah. Monra over Roshan, Monra over Zach Charbonnet, Monra over Devon A. Chain, who's going to be creeping into that first round, and I'm not going to be taking him. <laughs> so I have to ask, Ben. I have to ask. It just I don't know why I want to ask this because it's not even going to happen, but why not? We've got airtime to fill. If it is Jackson Smith and Jigba that falls to the 10th pick, it's Jackson Smith and Jigba and Damian Pierce for Monra and a third round throw in. Does that even make you scratch your head, or is it still the sun god? It's still the sun god. It's It looks attractive on paper mm-hmm. until the draft happens and Damian Pierce has now been supplanted by Zach Charbonnet, perhaps, <laughs> or whoever it is. It's just, give me give me the sun god. Give me the sun god all day. Yeah, 100% with you there. Love that guy. So this final trade, trade four is a special trade. We've started doing this. We have the Trade Gods Invitational League. And so every week we've been pulling a trade from the league. This is one of them. Team, This is a 14-team tight end premium, start three wide receivers, two flexes, and a super flex. Um, this is what has been acquired. Team A is acquiring Noah Gray, John Mechie, the 2023-108, and a third-round pick for Keenan Allen and Dalvin Cook. This is the one that really made me scratch my head. Because... Oh. I understand it's tight end premium, and so that pushes Noah Gray up the board, but who the hell is starting Noah Gray ever? Ever. Never. Even when Travis Kelsey retires, you're not starting Noah Gray. Mm. And then you get John Mechie, who I like. I'm rooting for. I'm a fan of John Mechie. Love the story. Mm. Hope he recovers. But we've never seen John Mechie take an NFL snap. We're hoping he can do anything close to Keenan Allen in the slot because he's a slot receiver, we have to remember. Yep. And then the 108, we're getting a non-premium player. We're getting Jackson Smith and Jigba or Quentin Johnston. Probably, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba's not going to fall that far, but there's a chance. I'm, I'm being optimistic, but still, <laughs> we're hoping he can be Keenan Allen. The third-round pick in this class, as we've talked about with the weak wide receivers, it's going to make the third round less valuable. And I know Dalvin Cook's not going to be with the Vikings, but he's still going to be a bell cow. So you get a bell cow and you get Keenan Allen, a PPR monster attached Mm -hmm. to Justin Herbert. Because remember, earlier today, Keenan Allen restructured his contract. So that means not only is he around this year, he's probably around next year too, because that's going to cause extra dead money to cut him. Keenan Allen's sticking around with Justin Herbert and you're getting John Mechie and Noah Gray. (laughs) so um this was actually a trade i made (laughs) i really like noah gray and john mechie i don't know why (laughs) it's it was a fun trade to make for me i to fill you in dalvin cook was not going to be starting on my roster i am running back university right now okay and um so i kind of just wanted to take some dart throws i do believe if travis kelsey gets hurt that you will be able to start noah gray i think that's probably where the lines falter um, and I'm just, I'm just a believer in John Mechie. You'll, you'll probably be able to start him cause it is tight end premium and yeah. tight end is such a bad position, but that is a 
big, big trust in John Mechie and Noah Gray. It was. It was. I wanted to have some fun. You know, it's, it's my league. Try to have some fun. <laughs> and so who are you hoping for at the 108 then? I mean, I'm I'm trying to use it to trade up right now, currently. Um, I really do want Jackson Smith and Jigba. Okay. Really bad. Like, really bad. I so lots of target is JSN. Hoping to get Keenan Allen, but future Keenan Allen for years to come. Exactly. Exactly. And I do, I do think the chargers are probably going to bring in another wide receiver, even with the restructures. I think they have to start planning ahead. So they they need a a fast guy. They need a a threat downfield. They can't just have Josh Palmer as their fastest receiver running a four or five, right? (laughs) No, no, they can't. They can't. It's, um, it's rough out there. Um, So, you know, I, I think it's a fair trade. I, I think I'm even with you. I think I did lose the trade, but sometimes it's fun to lose trades, in my opinion, even as a trade god. <laughs> Just throwing <laughs> trades away. To get, wow. Wow. Now I get the peek behind the curtain of the trade gods and see yeah. that Jason is, he's just trading to trade. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. This league's been really exciting. We've had a trade almost every day completed in this league. Lots of active fellas, so. Um, it's been some good stuff and, you know, I just kind of want to keep adding fuel to the fire. It's... <laughs> I can't, but I, I think can't I'm wait to yeah, you get up at 108 or who, who you trade up for where, what's your other pick that you have in the first round then? Uh, that's it. I have already traded one of my first round picks for, so, I don't even remember. I think it was, I traded, um, one Oh five for Christian Watson and Antonio Gibson. Oh, okay. I, I co-signed that. I love that. I think I added like some third rounds in a second or something, but okay, you know, kind of make it work. But yeah, so I, I wait for those guys. Um, so that wraps up our which trades fair analysis. Do you have a choice for which one you think is the most fair? The most fair trade, mm-hmm. I would give probably to the DJ more on the the one hundred and one because I understand it. I understand. For a lot of people, they're done with DJ Moore. As Nate said in the chat, this is DJ Moore's year, guys. I just know it. And I still believe in DJ Moore, but I get why people might be done with him. Mm-hmm. And when you get your guy at the 101, you get your Bijan Robinson or your Anthony Richardson, whoever you prefer. That's as you said, it's okay to lose trade sometimes if they make you feel good. And so if you get your guy, it's gonna make you feel real good. And really all you gave up in your opinion was DJ Moore. I can understand that. So that's what I'm going with. How about you? I'm I'm a hundred percent with you there. Um I like that the person going for the 101, they're they don't want to take their chances sitting at one two. They they want to get their guy. And DJ Moore to them was the cost to take that risk. And I think these others are a bit more lopsided. Um, just a bit more. I don't think any of them are too far off except for that Amon Ross St. Brown one. What do you think the computer thinks? What do you think our trade analyzer thinks? I, I had a little peek at it earlier, and I, I was shocked to see Damian Pierce actually was the more valuable side with that 110. But as we broke down, the computer's not taking – well, I'm sure it is taking – it's taking ADP and things like of that nature yeah. into account. But I don't think the computer feels the same way we do about Damian Pierce. You know what I mean? Definitely. No, they definitely expect at this point in the system, probably that Damian Pierce is starting again next season and seeing at least similar volume to what he saw this year and production, which carries his lifetime value. So trade three to the trade analyzer was the most fair. It gave the advantage to the Damian Pierce side by 18.4 
lifetime value points. Um, and I mean, that's less than a 10% difference in this tool. So th these are both scores in the 200s. Um, so it's still a very, very close trade. Trade one, uh, it gave the advantage to Chris Olave, the Chris Olave side by 27.9 lifetime value points. Makes sense. And even, and just so everyone knows, we do factor in the roster spot. So um, that is a part of the equation. And trade two, this actually was a blowout. This was surprising to me as a blowout for team two, getting DJ Moore and the 102. An absolute blowout, 139 lifetime value points. So over double, um, or actually almost exactly double uh, what we have the 101 valued at, at 144 lifetime value points. And then trade four, it did give the advantage to team two by 36 lifetime value points. Um, so about 20%, 15, 20% uh, in favor of the Keenan Allen, Dalvin Cook side. I can't believe you put on your own show a trade where you, according to the computer, lost. And then uh, you didn't even warn me that I, I'd be disrespecting you. you. You set me up here. No, that's it's last week we did it. We did a trade with Maddie Kiwoom and both me and uh, Steve Rippey, our special guest, were like, oh, you know, you 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 uh, traded a stud for five twenty dollar bills. <laughs> I really went into it. But, you know, it's you, you're expecting these players that you're taking a chance on to hit. And if they don't hit, oh, well, oh, well. <laughs> Dalvin Cook, uh, Nate and I were talking just before on Player Profiler today. Dalvin Cook, we we hate to say players are injury prone. That's not mm -hmm. something we do. However, when it comes to shoulder injuries, there is history. There is evidence that more shoulder injuries will create more shoulder injuries. Shoulder dislocations, every time it happens, it yeah. gets more likely that you're going to have another one. And he finally got surgery on it, but even post-surgery, the outcomes aren't particularly great. And so usually with injury prone and with injuries, say you have an ACL and then you have a high ankle sprain. Yeah, more carries and more injuries will create more injuries, but it's not as direct a line as these shoulder separations give us with Dalvin Cook. And yeah. so even though he got the surgery, I'm still worried about him, and I'm sure the Vikings are too. That's why they're looking to shop him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, you know, it is – Dalvin Cook did have, what was it, like 150-something yards and two touchdowns in the shoulder sling two years ago? Oh, he's he's great. He's still got it, but <laughs> to, you're playing with fire with Dalvin Cook. 28-year-old running back? I think he's 27 turning 28, but – It's about right. At that age, with those shoulder injuries, you're, you're playing with fire. Definitely. Definitely. And that's what makes fantasy football fun. Sometimes you've just got to go after the guys you like and perhaps maybe sell a little lower on the players that you might not need to. Um, but you can do it. That's, you know, it's, it's your team. Do whatever you want, fellas. Do whatever you want. <laughs> but speaking of running a team, making trades, looking at all this stuff, we do have the best app, the only app for Dynasty Fantasy Football on both the Google Play Store and App Store. This is the Dynasty dominator app it has the lifetime value tool our trade analyzer that we just used on the last segment and a player comparison tool and it's the only one i mean it's the only one and i'm sure you've used the app i'm sure some of our comments have used the app it's five bucks on any app store uh with some you can add on stuff and we have just added the 2023 rookie class a couple weeks ago and that that's updated with our website and everything so make sure you go get it anything you'd like to add about our fun little app Oh, it's just the best. And what makes it even cooler is now 
we have a further update so you can see the comparisons for these players, these rookie players. Yeah. Finally updated, and you can see Bijan Robinson. He's Marshawn Lynch, and you can use that in your evaluation. Roshan Johnson is Josh Jacobs. You can use wow. that in your evaluation. So you get all of the knowledge way ahead of everyone else. It's the mm-hmm. only one you can use on your phone, too. Just pure right from your phone. It's an app. Everything else, it's a website. Not. Nah. We bring you an actual app that gives you everything you can find on our website. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. Just be walking at the park and be like, you know what? A trade just came in. Let me pull out the app. You know, got that sleeper alert. Shout out sleeper and everything you need right there in a cheap little app designed by our great design team. So go get that cheap little app. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty high quality app there, Jason. Well, cheap price, four ninety nine. Okay. There we go. I just, I just wanted to make sure you people, you're not calling it a cheap app. I mean, it, it is high quality. No, it's great. It looks fantastic too. It looks there great. We go. The interface, it moves well, everything. It's a great designed app, which is surprising that it's only four ninety nine. It's so cheap. There we go. Yes. It's <laughs> cheap in price for what you get. Definitely. 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 Well, it's time we move on to our buy and sell segment. It's time to buy and sell. And it's custom here that I am asked to choose if we're going to buy and sell. But our friend Matty Kiwum, our great trade god, is not with us this evening, so he can't ask me. So I'm going to ask you, would you like to spend some money or make some money? Ooh, I would like to make some money, I think. All right. So you you want to work on the sells? Yeah, let's, you, let's let's go with the sales. Let's go with let's the sales here. Let's do it. You're selling Ramondre Stevenson, and I'm selling Kenneth Walker. Ooh. <laughs> Why are you selling Ramondre Stevenson? So I'm selling Ramondre Stevenson because currently he's the RB4, one slot behind Nick Chubb, who Nick Chubb, he is reliable. He's steady. He's not spectacular. He's never going to be the RB1, but mm-hmm. you can set your watch to Nick Chubb. But he's ahead of deandre swift which i just straight up don't get he's ahead of tony pollard which i can understand age-wise and he's ahead of derrick henry which i can also understand age-wise but mm-hmm. i'd much rather have derrick henry pollard is more explosive because you got to remember this is the first time this millennia we have seen bill belichick use just one running back it's the first time since curtis martin i believe that we've seen him just use one guy and so it finally happens, and at the end of the season, he breaks down. His efficiency drops, and he's just not the same player. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the Shrine Bowl, which the Patriots are coaching, and they get to choose the players that they coach, or at least it's 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 a negotiation. You get to decide with the other coaches, okay, well, we want these guys. You can have these guys. But no, they had just a straight agreement in the running back section. Titans want – or Falcons actually wanted all the bruisers – And the Patriots wanted all the pass catchers. So if Ramondre Stevenson, if he goes into a committee, it could be worse because we've seen him in a committee with Damian Harris and he still outperformed him. But if he goes into a committee with a pass catching back, then all the value's gone because now he just becomes a touchdown dependent plotter. Not a plotter, but a between the tackles grinder. Touchdown dependent between the tackles grinder who's going to catch a couple passes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you there. Um, the fact that they are looking for a pass catching running back, a satellite back at the Shrine Bowl is is concerning. I mean, you would have thought that they kind of had him, but I mean, he does run a slow forty, even if he does look quicker than he does on the field. Um, 
and yeah, I mean, if, if someone comes in, you're taking away very, very valuable targets from him. And I mean, we've seen it with the Patriots, the way they've just used James White or just used Rex Burkhead or just Deion Lewis for a few, for a few games there. They have a certified pass catcher and that's just what they do in the offense. And a hundred percent Bill Belichick wants to bring in another guy like that. He loves Ramondre Stevenson. He does. He talks about him. I, I've seen him smile talking about him. You don't see that man smile often, but, but probably because he likes him, he doesn't want to use all the tread on the tires. He wants to help him produce uh, with, with less of a workload and stay healthy and everything. And so they're bringing someone in. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm with you hundred percent. He is, I mean, he's valued high, even if they don't bring in a running back, this is still probably his peak. Like he's not yeah. going to, he's not going to sneak too much higher just because it's the Patriots at the end of the day. Like they're not scoring a ton of points. Um, and if they are, it's not all going to be him every single game. So, um, I'm with you hundred percent there. I'm with you hundred percent. Anything, any final thoughts on the Ramondre? No final thoughts on Ramondre. I just really want to know why you're selling Kenneth Walker. Is it because he's the RB? Is he the RB one still? Yeah, he is. And that's exact. That's exactly why I it's, it's pretty quick here. Honestly, I've said it a few times on the show. I'm a market man. And when a guy, especially at the running back position is pretty much a consensus RB one you can move him. You can move him and you're not going to be upset. You can go get DeAndre Swift plus. You can go get Brees Hall plus. You can maybe get the John Robinson plus, maybe. Um, any of these running backs down to like, I mean, honestly, even all the way down to Derrick Henry, <laughs> like you can get a really nice plus uh, for some of those guys. And at least for the 2023 season, you won't be too upset. I get the age and everything that that is nice. But he did miss a game with injury this year. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was one game. Um, and everyone does say that, you know, he doesn't really have health concerns, but he does, he does. And so, you know, I love, I actually love Kenneth Walker a lot. Um, he, I have him as RB one myself. Um, but that's what, I mean, that's why I'd be selling him. That's why I'd be selling him. If he's at, if he can't get any higher, then you're at the top of someone's market, then you explore to sell. That's just how it is. Yeah. And, and selling doesn't mean we're aggressively getting rid of them either. It's right. we're, we're ready. This is the time to to get out and we'll continue to monitor and as things change and as they adapt we'll be more mm. aggressive with our selling but for now it's just hey if you want to pay the rb1 and dynasty price yeah. for kenneth walker i'll take it i will snap yep. that up same with me and ramondre stevenson i'm not aggressively shopping him but i will take him Corey dylan that's who i uh, who we're going curtis martin that's the jets running back <laughs> Yeah, and maybe Lawrence Maroney. Maybe I can't remember if there was someone else with him, but still, we're going far back Kevin here. Falk. Evan Falk was the pass catching yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. So yeah, it's uh, you've got to go far back, and historical analysis is important with Ramondre, and uh, and Kenneth Walker. There was, I think, the last running back to repeat as RB one. Well, I guess he won't repeat as RB one, so I can't even say that. But um, yeah, I mean, like Larry Johnson, uh, <laughs> it's like the last one. So. Um, if you can get, like you said, RB1 value for the RB1, do it. Do it. RB, RB is a running back is a position that is easily turnable, um, and you're not really going to be too upset in the difference between 19 points a game and, like, 17 points a game at the position. Are you ready to buy? Oh, I'm ready to buy. And it's interesting. You say, do you want to uh, spend money or make money? I still think I'm making money with my buy candidate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least, in, yeah, you're making money in fantasy leagues with both of these guys. You're buying Jahan Dotson. 
I'm buying Jay Herbo, Justin Herbert. Why are you buying Jahan Dotson? Well, right now he's the wide receiver 31. You can get him for a late first in 2023, which we've talked about who's going to be available. That's better than Jahan Dotson at that point, a little bit different in super flex, but yeah. in non super flex, the quarterbacks are going later and they're less premium value. So really who are you getting with that late first? That's better than Jahan Dotson. But what especially has me interested in Jahan Dotson is uh, the bulletproof bean counter DFBB bean counter on Twitter. He was showing the ADPs just in a whole chart recently. Mm-hmm. And what stood out to me is he's going around behind George Pickens around and a half behind Traylon Burks and two full rounds behind Christian Watson and Jamison Williams. Wow. Is, is there really that big of a difference between these wide receivers, especially because I don't think people have been paying enough attention to what Cody has to say what we report here at player profiler, because if they paid attention, they Mm. would see that Curtis Samuel is number three in cap hit for the Washington commanders. And they have money to spend, but they also need to spend a lot. They need to revamp that offensive line completely. Mm -hmm. So when you can save $10 million to cut Curtis Samuel, your wide receiver three, and now you have Jahan Dotson stepping into that wide receiver two role fully. Logan Thomas could be on his way out too. Jahan Dotson is going to just continue to pump up in fantasy. Harry Snowman, who doesn't pay attention to what Cody has to say? You'd be surprised. Anyone that cares about getting informative information is listening to Cody, but not everyone wants the best. Some people are just willing to do what they've always done. Just, well, Jahan Dotson's going two rounds behind them because Jahan Dotson's worse than them. He's worse than them, but two full rounds worse than yeah. Jamison Williams? No. Yeah. Yeah, I put it at maybe like one round. Maybe. Maybe. You know, But even then, that's kind of pushing it. I mean, we're still talking about a young athlete. We're talking about an offense that's probably taking a step forward with Eric Benini coming to town. And hopefully better usage of Antonio Gibson will help the offense move forward a little better. And Sam Howell looked pretty good in his starts. So, um I mean, I, I love the buy. I think it's great. I think he's really, really decent value, and he definitely has more potential to grow in terms of value, 100%, 100%. And weren't there some rumors about Terry McLaurin being shopped or something too? Ah, that's not going to happen. That, yeah, I mean, that they're rumors. Purely right? rumor. yeah, it's, it's, it's Logan Thomas moving on, and it's Curtis Samuel moving on. And the fact yeah. that now it's just a consolidated target share between Scary Terry and Jahan Dotson. Just Ooh. those two, they're going to be the pass catchers consolidate it down i know Ooh. it's no tyree kill and travis kelsey but in terms of target share could be in that same ballpark no i mean that that's a really solid wide receiver core i like that a lot and i mean that's going to be tons of volume to go around um i like that a lot i like that's a really good buy thank you for coming to trade gods with good buys and good sells are you ready for me to talk about justin herbert oh i'm always ready to hear about justin herbert <laughs> let's go i love justin herbert a ton um it's pretty obvious it's pretty evident And I think the easiest way to evaluate fantasy success is on-field success. And yeah, he's coming off a year where he only had 17.1 points per game, which was QB 15. That's not great, which is what is making him purchasable. This quarterback, if he came out and produced at the level that we expected him to last season, he would be up there with Jalen Hurts. He would be up there with Patrick Mahomes in terms of price tag. But right now, he's not. Right now, we have him at, I believe, QB 5. And... 
believe it or not, there are some metrics I look at and it, and it made me scratch my head on Instagram. We do a player of a day. And this was something I realized last week when I was just going through to pick some stats for that. And um, while he led the NFL in pressured throws and only had the 17th ranked protection rate and PFF's 12th ranked offensive line, he still led the league in pressured completion percentage and money throws. <laughs> And I just think that's fantastic, especially when you take it. It's, it's a percentage here that we're talking about with pressure completion percentage. So not only did he throw the most pressured passes, but he also had the highest percentage of completion. And that is just that's remarkable. Normally, you would see it with people not throwing a lot of pressured passes, ending up at the top of that category. That means that, hey, everything's only going to get better. But even then, he was top five in some other great, great categories. Uh, true, uh, true completion percentage, passing yards, team pass, pass plays per game, both pass attempts and red zone pass attempts. And on top of that, the third most dropped passes in the NFL. <laughs> like everything here is just screaming that it is only going to get better. We talked a little earlier when we brought down uh, or broke down the Keenan Allen trade. We think they're bringing in another wide receiver. They absolutely should. They have the capital now after restructuring to work on the offensive line even more. Um, I just, uh, this offense is going to get better. Uh, yeah. I, I'm just, I'm all in on Justin Herbert. I'm all in on Justin Herbert, even with the expensive price tag and both just single quarterback and super flex. What about you? Well, there's a couple things here that you didn't actually mention that I'm surprised. Number one, he did all those crazy cool top five, number one metrics yeah. with a completely shattered rib cage. Remember that? Yeah. He couldn't breathe for yeah. what four weeks because yeah. he had just completely destroyed his rib cage. So yeah, that, that's number one thing that I'd like to point out. The number and these are things, these are three reasons why he, I think he's going to be immediately better this year than he was last year. Number yeah. two, Rayshon Slater is back. He gets a all pro, I think he was a pro bowler, but he has all pro talent, left tackle, just returning. And the left tackle that stepped in, Jamari Salyer, he was great. He was probably the best offensive lineman outside of Corey Lindley after Rayshon Slater went down. But they've got a hole at right tackle. Flip sides with Jamari Salyer. He's a young player. It'll work. You still mm -hmm. have Corey Lindley, an all-pro center. You have an all-pro left tackle. You have a quality right tackle. You drafted Zion Johnson in the first round last year. So yep. it's just that left guard that you got to figure out with Matt Filer. That's reason number two, where it's just immediately going to get better as the offensive line improves without doing anything. Yeah. And number three, you get rid of Joe Lombardi. And this is not yep. a show where we focus on the coaching because coaching matters on the margins. But yep. where coaching matters especially is when you have a guy who is actually hurting your offense like Joe Lombardi. It's when you have a coach who is actively trying to force a round peg into a square hole because yep. Justin Herbert is not Drew Brees. He should no. not be number 32 in average depth of target. That should never, ever happen. No, but it did yeah. because Joe Lombardi has it in his head that this is how I run my offense. So this is yep. how we run our offense. And I like Kellen Moore. I think he's a good offensive coordinator. I think he got unfairly scapegoated in Dallas. Mm -hmm. But Kellen Moore, even if at the very worst, he's just a regular dude, he's not going to be actively making the offensive offense worse because he's just going to say, hey, Justin Herbert, 
be you. Yeah. Oh, I'm, and I'm I'm just so excited for this next season for the Chargers. So excited. I mean, it's we not say like, this every year with the Chargers, but I know, I know. I mean, I'm not expecting them to ever really win the West at this point, but I mean, I hope they can win a damn playoff game. <laughs> and even if they can't, they're gonna look good and have fun doing oh. it because they have Justin Herbert and Justin, the best uniforms. <laughs> they do. They they gotta wear the powder blues more. Every time, every time they definitely need to. We have a comment here in the chat they need to add an explosive deep threat we just talked about that earlier they really i mean they need to they miss Jalen guyton and he's not even good (laughs) hey imagine if they bring in like bryce ford wheaton in like the third fourth round i mean he's not even good either i mean he's fast if you wanted a deep threat what about trey palmer Ooh, that'd be good a little earlier um slightly three for trey palmer i know they they need to bring in someone i hope it's a rookie too they need to get someone young Stop bringing yeah. in these vets. Stop, stop doing that. Deshaun um, Jackson for a game. <laughs> he'll, he'll catch a 50-yard TD. Yeah, hey, hey. And then, <laughs> and then leave with a hamstring. But, hey, it'll help for uh, a play or two. Hey, I mean, you can't complain about a touchdown. <laughs> a touchdown. All right. Well, those are our buy and sell candidates. I, I did see a trade question here in the chat. Let's find it. Here it is. The Harry Snowman asks, and this isn't even a trade for him. I actually got this Discord message from Country on Discord. Um, if, if you've seen him, uh, this is actually just a single quarterback league. So I do think that's important to mention since there is a quarterback in this trade. So Drake London, Isaiah Pacheco, the 2023-106, and a 2024 first for Trevor Lawrence, Metcalf, and the 2023 1-2. Because this is single quarterback, I want the London Pacheco 24 first and one mm-hmm. six side. If it was a super flex, I would want the Trevor Lawrence side. But I mm-hmm. in one QB leagues, I don't care about quarterback that much because I can right. gamble and still get a consistent guy like Derek Carr or Kirk Cousins for cheap. Mm-hmm. Metcalf, I'd rather have than London, but for how long? Isaiah Pacheco and the one six and the 2024 first. Is it worth more than the one two with Jameer Gibbs? It's close, but probably. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the London Pacheco side, I think. Yeah, I am too. I told him. Well, so to add to it as well, he does have Jalen Hurts and Trey Lance oh. in this in the QB league. So then, Yeah, the, the slam dunk. You're not missing Trevor Lawrence at all then. No, you're not missing him at all. So. Um, I, I think I'm with you there. I did suggest that, you know, maybe he tries to keep Metcalf in the one, two. Like if the guy is interested in Trevor Lawrence, just try to trade Trevor Lawrence. Cause it does suck to throw in those players and that draft capital. Um, but I mean, you're getting a decent haul back and again, you're not really going to be missing Trevor Lawrence. So, you know, I, it's def- I imagine, I, I wish I could pull up the trade analyzer, but my computer never likes me doing that and streaming. <laughs> Start <laughs> lagging out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, just be like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. I think I'm on the the four asset side. That's plenty of assets, plenty of assets. And I think that is it in terms of trade questions. Anything else you want to leave our audience with? Ah, just make sure you're tuning into Player Profiler today, seven days a week at 7 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you're tuning into the Trade Gods every single week. Make sure you're tune, tuning in to Wake and Take five days a week making sure you get all of your news covered in the morning in the evening 
think that's it though. Well, and just make sure you check out playerprofiler.com because we've got the comps up for the rookies and that is just like Christmas morning. It is. It is. And we updated the uh, NFL draft area, that whole section on the website today. So tons of good stuff going on in Player Profiler. We had a new show launched today with uh, First Class Fantasy with Billy Muzio and Theo Gremager. So that's fantastic. Everything, everything is going up for Player Profiler. You can find Jack at at Javanaugh87 on Twitter. And you do have a Player Profiler Today Twitter as well, correct? I do, I do, indeed. At Profiler Today. Yep. And then uh, you can follow the Trade Gods Twitter at Trade Gods FF. You can follow me on Twitter at JFootballWine. And then, of course, follow the Roto Underworld Player Profiler Instagram at Roto Underworld. It's the same on Twitter for our boy Jack. And, uh, man, thank you all for joining. We will see you all next week with the triumphant return of the trade god, Matty Kiwoom. And we'll have another special guest joining us in the salary captain, Aaron Stewart. So thank you all for joining me. Have a fantastic night.